It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 854. What is happening? What's going on? Happy hump day, Gronks. Happy Wednesday. Uh, you're, in, uh, you're in the office. Yes. Are you? Where are you from? I'm from home. Are we burying the lead about you being in the office? <laughs> I thought you were a fucking police officer, mate. That's oh, why no, I was okay. just wanting to understand what establishment, what uh, okay. no, Collingwood office home, or... Yeah, no, no. I'm in my home office. Uh, nice. you've, you've been moving and stuff. NBN's getting installed today. That's exciting. Mate, yeah, I had the nicest conversation. You know mm-hmm. when you speak to somebody and you just can, you just know they're a good person? Mm-hmm. Um, I had that. I had that moment with uh, a bloke from NBN. Luke? And he, a, a, yeah, technician though. Tradies, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just, there's something about, I've, I've met some brilliant tradies in my time. Mm-hmm. That The one thing tradies know is banter. You know, just yeah, a bit yeah. of this, a bit of that, just a bit of, and we love banter at this show. So, uh, happy with it. He made me feel a bit better. I feel like um, today, you know, there's some days where you just get like, that you know you should write a list mm-hmm. and it feels like you are very hyperactive and you've got too many things that you should could be looking at and then you just yep. get distracted. You're like looking over there, oh, I've got to look over here, oh, I've got to look over there. And so, I felt a bit like that. Have you uh, written the list? I wrote the list, but that didn't really help. It was Luke, <laughs> Lucas <laughs> from NBN. He helped me. <laughs> did he really help? How did he help you? No, I think I think knowing that I'm having um, internet connection mm-hmm. connected to my property sure. made me feel good. <laughs> no, I didn't. So, that's what it's come down to. It's I really base my happiness on my internet connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I, um, yeah, I get it. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, but I feel the um, I feel the same thing. I think Bree does too. I, I spoke to her just before. We're, sh- we're recording this episode later than normal. Normally, we do it in the morning. It's uh, yeah. nearly twelve thirty p.m. And um, yeah, I was speaking to Bree, and she was saying that she was feeling fired up because she'd mm. gotten uh, a bunch of things done, ticking stuff off. And I felt that too. Where um, uh, I had, you know, we're, we're working on a customer relationship management system and I'm fucking setting up deals. I'm moving shit across yeah. and I'm I'm writing out, I've got my second brain going and I'm writing down everything <laughs> that I need to do. Feels yeah, good. Yeah, great. I mean, there's nothing worse than when you don't feel like that and you hear someone talk about how good yeah. they're feeling about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Have you done your personal tax return yet? No, the accountants, uh, future advisory, uh, mm-hmm. looking after that. Okay, it's going to be done do in the Do we need to tell them? Something month or, or so, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we could probably just yeah get on to them, mm-hmm. but the, it's um most of the elements are done. I think we're just going to hand over what we all that money we've blown on things outside of <laughs> the sure. business and yeah, what we yeah. want to claim. So, it's, BK's uh, asking in the, in the YouTube chat what CRM we're using. Well, HubSpot mm-hmm. is the CRM mm-hmm. that we're using. BK um, thoughts, feelings, questions. Uh, so far, I like it. I like the. Um, I was always the guy that liked to track things, and so the fact that I can see when people yeah. open emails is a real hoot. Oh, dude, I've been getting around that. Mm-hmm. Have you set up the uh, notification on your phone? Oh no, that goes you know, off. I'd love a notification like that. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, it's another app you have to download, but it will prompt you. Uh, when someone has, uh, you know, opened your email, okay. it makes you a bit needy, though. Like I feel. Like I, I've sent an email to the current real estate agent. Yeah. We need the um, the shower pressure. No good in one of the bedrooms. Probably an easy fix by a plumber. I you sent him an email. You did the and CRM, I, did you? 
<laughs> no, I tracked it. I didn't log it. So he's not in our CRM, but I at okay. least tracked it so I could see if he's opened it. The thing is, um, you build a story around... I mean, I've already done it before. I've, I've never mm. met this real estate agent mm. and I have a great story about story? how pathetic he is, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably no good. He's probably mm. a great bloke. But look, I've I, you know, you get burnt once, you get burnt twice, you get per- burnt three, four times by real estate agents. They've You've got, got, no got faith four degree them. burns. I mean, what's it, when they talk about four degrees, <laughs> so third degree yeah. burn, what does that mean? Is there a fourth degree burn? I think it's the severity of the burn to the skin. Like it's a, like, yeah, it's definitely. Is there a fourth degree? Can you look that up for me, please? Fourth degree. Okay. Yep. I mean, fourth degree. You're just in a better position to sort of Google these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. A fourth degree burn additionally involves injuries to deeper tissues, Mm. such as muscle, tender tendons, or bones. The burn is often black and frequently leads to loss of the burned part. Burns are gen- generally preventable. Okay, mate. Just yeah, throw yeah. that on the yeah, end. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Uh, we got it. Going on. Yeah, the, so he's um, breaking your arm on a skateboard. Don't go on the skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. It's like the, the doctor that's, um, you know, telling us we're having too much Uber Eats. It's just like, I'm not, not here for that. Um, I've been lighting I know I shouldn't a have burnt myself. And I've been lighting a candle in my home office. Do you think that at what size business... Do you get to a point where no candles are allowed? That from an OHS perspective, you just can't have every gronk within the business lighting a candle at their desk. Well, Amy used to work for a big advertising agency mm-hmm. at the uh, front front counter, and she also had a side hustle, which was a candle business. Mm-hmm. And like you know, any good um, front Inside counter the person, they <laughs> they get themselves. On as a supplier of candles, <laughs> and so that business was funding funding her lavish lifestyle. Yeah. No, but she, um, as a candle seller, mm-hmm. she would have insurance, and the business that business specifically would light them all around the office, and so they would burn through them quite quickly. But there was, you know, there could have been like five or ten candles going at once. Wait, so the, the big candle office. company has insurance. Amy's candle company has insurance. So sorry. Yes, so it's just like any insu- like a fitness person should have uh-huh. insurance to cover the clients. Amy has a monthly fee that covers uh, like damages for a gronk who burns down their home office. So does that mean that with every candle I'm buying insurance? Well, I I, I don't know. I I would think that the candle you're buying because they're expensive, mm-hmm. the company would definitely have some kind of insurance connected to them because if if there was somehow like one of the batches was flammable and it just sparked up you would think that that's there's liability on the half of uh the candle company i mean but there's a hack there then don't get home contents insurance just light (laughs) a candle (laughs) just just have candles everywhere is that true that doesn't sound right yeah, but so it has to be specifically relating to the candle. And so if the candle to, explodes, like I don't think that... It's not it, just you lighting your curtain on fire. It's mm-hmm. issues where they could be liable based on an issue. You can't just... It's like... Yeah, like you can't just super... Like insurance or whatever. Yeah, but I just wonder what it would what it would count. I, I was getting annoyed because I um, <laughs> yesterday I was trying to light it to get to a point where it was covering the whole candle. So all of the... Mm. The wax was sort of melted, 
And so, yeah, I was waiting longer and longer and longer and it never happened. And so I've burnt into a bunch of it. I know. But do you have any tips as a well, husband of a candle maker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one fix for that. I'll get to it. But I, I will bring the um, the blame back to you. Have you... Cut the wick, yes. Did you see it burn all the way to the edges on your first burn? This is what I'm talking about. First, first burn. This burn. is first burn? The first, the very uh, first burn, it didn't go to the edges. And I was fucking waiting. And it yeah. was like four hours. Bruce, like, why have you got the candle? I'm like, I'm yeah. waiting it for, to, re- to reach the edge. No, nah, I mean, so what we can do is an insurance scam. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> or do you think no, no, I no, could um, maybe take a photo and say, hey, guys, this is You definitely could if you want to be that in, that kind of a person. Or I could just drop over our blowtorch and you can blowtorch the outsides and it will melt it all to a flat surface. That's like it's... Maybe I'll yeah, buy the blowtorch. Is, blowtorch. You want to blow, buy a blowtorch? Yeah. Don't buy an industrial one. You don't need the big one. I know you want the big Bertha, mm. but just I just get want the little one that I could do with like um, foods, like eggplant and stuff. You know, give it a little. Crispy. Well, yeah, I mean, you just remember lay size vibe, mm. but then again, you could probably get the big one for that. Yeah, get a big one. I've decided get yeah, the okay. huge, get a huge blowtorch. Yeah. Once we we got blow to- we got a blowtorch out to get the coals going for a spit, yeah, a uh, lamb spit. Sorry, BK. Um, yeah, we had to get that. It's a great, great thing for that. Just mm-hmm. get the, get it going down the bottom. Instant, get it going. I Love mean, it. so now that you're in the bigger place, what have you? Yeah. What have you? What are your plans in regards to some of these more? Like, so a spit you could definitely do. Oh, like, outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah. In a bigger space. What are you thinking? Um, I was chatting with my neighbour uh, the other neighbor? day. Nah, old neighbour. Have you met the no. new neighbours? Yeah, met. Oh well. They're very old, and so um, I've had a bit of banter with the son, who is probably my dad's age. How? What's and the sort of property size? Do you reckon they'll sell eventually? Something well, to happen. Deceased estate. <laughs> it sounds dark, but yeah. I mean, that's that's Have you where looked it's at heading. the the? Yeah, because there's a goal there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you just going? Oh, my God. oh lovely you to know- meet you. Can I just actually? How big's the lounge space? Just make sure you no, shake so their what- hands. Where, <laughs> where I grew, <laughs> where I grew up in in Brighton, mm-hmm. there was a house that was sort of a bit a bit old and run down. And I heard the story that a older woman was in that house, and she became friendly with somebody who would look after the property and and they became good mates and he inherited the house mm-hmm. she had no one else right. and so she handed over which i mean now the block would be you know 2 3 million back then it was probably you know 4 400,000 dollars yeah imagine that i when <laughs> i heard that i was like trying to get in with the old lady down the road it's making a lot of old mates <laughs> yeah mate it. <laughs> and so the um, uh, moving. What was what was your biggest challenge with the move? Um, the biggest challenge is always the exit clean. But I tell you what, there is there's nothing like moving to realise your uh, connection or just your um, your feelings towards material things. Mm-hmm. And so you realise how much stuff you have. It's cl- quite clear. But then you realize what, you know, like the moments where you're thinking about um, 
do I get rid of this or is this broken or like, for instance, I know I almost didn't want to bring it up because I know what your advice would be. Um, we bought a new couch mm-hmm. under the uh, advice of Josh Jansen yeah. and, and Bree. Are and you happy with the purchase? Absolutely. It's a great mm-hmm. couch. It's the most expensive couch I've bought. Um, and, you know, it's only up from here, guys. It, it was like 900 bucks or something. It's, it's uh, still pretty cheap for a couch, don't you think? One, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the other couches I've bought are 200 on bloody, you know, eBay mm-hmm. or something. But this is like, if not, I still it's a feel dumpster jump, you know, whatever dumpster, yeah, run, ex- whatever it's called. Exactly. I, I feel like we've lash, we've sort of, we've, uh, you know, spent big, but mm-hmm. we haven't spent big in the term of, you know, seven thousand dollars. Sure. We've got a good, high quality couch for a cheap price. I think. Yes. I feel. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. We got the removalists who were two hours late to our property and then um, they put the couch into the lounge room and I noticed something. I was like, what is that? I haven't seen that before. It has, there's obviously something, so this is the story. Mm-hmm. Some, so it has been, there's a part on the arm that has been squashed and it's broken in a bit. Oh, it no. doesn't, it's not like... I it's exactly almost like you're, you're like... It's like a foam. It's sort of like a memory sort of foam sort of y- thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's pushed in mm-hmm. and dinted it and it can't pop it out. And mm-hmm. it's and it's noticeable, uh, but then you put the cushion up against it and it's kind of noticeable. But I've just been... I felt in that moment, I'm just looking to blame. I'm feeling funny in my guts about this material object. Oh, and mm-hmm. the other thing is like moving, um, putting shit into my car. We get a Hyundai and... I scratched a bit of the plastic on the door and like my asshole clenched, (laughs) you know, and it's just like, you just, you realize how you connect so closely to these material things when they don't mean anything. And so, but, but you give it all the meaning in the world. And so the couch's arm and the, you know, and the fucking, the car's plastic. I mean, if I had a Tesla like BK, I would have fucking... Mm -hmm gone mad yeah. but I, mean, the thing I is, then <laughs> yeah i mean brie brie is onto this stuff like mm. um the standard that brie runs when it comes to this like we've we've repainted a whole wall at our the apartment we rent because there was a really mark. when when there was a this was um uh why, why wasn't i home i don't know like it, i think it was when I, we were <laughs> in there LA. was painting going on yeah 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 <laughs> I, I was just like you can do it but just don't do it while i'm here um, okay, yeah. So there was there was a, a mark on the wall, and Bree contacted the landlord about it and said, "Hey guys, just so you know, when the sun is setting, it hits this patch and there's like a little sort of scuff on it, right?" And so anyway, yeah. they came and they painted it, and then once it dried, Bree looked at it. And she's like, it's "Still there." And so she then sanded it. But Bree then, without the landlord even being across it, got the paint sample. Bought yeah. more paint, moved all of the furniture, got her dad to come over. They sanded the whole thing down and did it again. Like, wow. There's a, we have, a, you know, the apartment block can make whistling sounds with the, the wind. Yeah. And so, it's yeah, we exactly. And so we got uh, installed a, um, like a flap that goes under the door. Great. But the, the rubber leaves a little mark. On oh, no. the um, the wooden floorboards, and so Bree's yeah. been like taking photos, and so these types of yeah. things. If the couch, if that happened to us with the couch, the couch would be done. 
And we did have, I don't know if you remember, when we moved uh, a while back, probably two years ago, before we actually uh, went overseas, um, the fridge was dinted and Mm. uh, there was a little dint. And so uh, the insurance company of the removalists, uh, it went through them and we got a brand new fridge. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. No, I don't know that. Maybe I don't. Maybe you told me that. So here's the thing. I the guys who were moving our place, mm-hmm. they rocked up, and I mean, traditionally, you the experience with removalists are um, uh, travellers. Like I've had English guys, Scottish mm-hmm. guys. These dudes were from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Had a great accent. I was just they they seemed fucking exhausted. They had bloodshot red eyes, like they just, they'd obviously worked overtime on the last job mm-hmm. and then they get to ours and they're just like, oh, I just could feel how, they were so lovely though, they were so friendly and I was just like. They normally <laughs> are, the shittest ones are really friendly, you know, because they're, <laughs> no, they're just making that from, shit. from a personality perspective. I mean, if you're labelling someone who's a removalist shit based on them breaking something, I get it, but mm-hmm. I, I mean- I, I, they, just having a I care just, factor. You just want them to care. I felt like they kind of cared. I think it was probably an easy thing. Like it could have just been foot stepped on it or something. Like it's it was on the co- couch. It's, yeah, because they put it like it was on its side up in the you know like it wasn't flat. Mm. It was like up on its side on a rug. But you could easily see how you could just step on the arm of the chair mm. on the of the couch based on it being upright. And so there was a moment where I felt. I, I mean, it's. Bad to say, but I felt kind of good based on how shit they felt. Like oh, I was, really? you, I was well, like, as in, did they know what uh, happened? No, no, this isn't even relating okay, to the so couch you just, thing. Just because how exhausted they were, you I felt just felt like there's, like- yeah, because I wasn't feeling great. I was feeling a bit anxious, and I was like, "Fuck, man, people." There's other people having really shit days too. So it's empathy, real fucking shit days. For the, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you can feel guilty about empathy when it's relating to somebody who's not in a, you know, who's, you're almost seeing, uh, you're getting perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, fuck, I wouldn't want to be doing what they're doing right now. And they look tired as fuck and look like they want to be here. Like, I felt the pain that they were in. I recognized my pain and thought, okay, no, this is, it just gave me some perspective in the moment. And so, when that- You've got a kid- and so this shit, like you can't be married to things staying good when yeah. you've got a kid yeah. because if exactly. it's not the removalist, Bodhi will shit on it or will sneer, <laughs> you know, chocolate or something. You know, like you can't yeah. you can't yeah. be married to these things. But it the 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 grappling with the emotion is mm-hmm. real, yeah. and so Bree's grappling with the emotion of that mm-hmm. scuff on the wall, mm-hmm. and obviously feeling it, and so. We're all feeling these things. I think that's the human experience. Like, unless you just are a, you literally have no possessions and you give zero fucks about anything that you, you know, any possession that you have, maybe you've dropped that. But I think the the more normal human experience is the one that Bree's feeling and that I was feeling. Well, it's nice to look after your things. I feel like sometimes you'll meet someone and they're super wealthy and they just don't mm. care about their shit and it's just fucking messy and it's like, what's the point? Mm. What's the point in having well, this nice stuff? But I guess that they're a bit detached maybe. 
yeah, maybe. I mean, one way of being like, I don't think the equation is have heaps of money, give zero fucks about your Ferrari. I think there's probably people who have heaps of money and then feel the exact same thing and don't drive it much and they're like, oh, fuck it, I got in the garage. I just like yeah. having it in the garage. Don't how go often, over there, son. How often do you wash your car? Oh, once a year. Yeah. It's. Uh, I bought the color because it's such a great, like it's a um, gun metal or like a like a bluey gray. It's sick, and mm-hmm. so it's um, it's yeah. It it hides it. It's not a black car that's getting, mm-hmm. you know, real dirty. My dad would uh, make mum park the SS far away from any other cars and away from like you couldn't have. You basically imagine like a map of a car park at the shopping centre. Mm-hmm. And it's got like a, a radius around, you know, trolley bays. Any trolley bay can't be close to a trolley bay, can't be, you know, parked next yeah. to cars in general. Prefer to walk. Like walk longer, don't get a, yeah. you know, a dent. Well, I think there's going all in on mm-hmm. your piece of shit. And so when you do have a car you give zero fucks about, how have you got there? Usually it's based on just over time things happening to it and you're like, oh, yep, this is a piece of shit. And then it forms an identity. Oh, that's my piece of shit. Well, think and about so- it. Like, I'm always worried about the people, like if there's someone that's like uh, entering into an intersection when they shouldn't, like I back off if, I've see, if I see that they've got fucking dints in the car. I'm like, this guy's a yeah, maniac. Yeah, yeah, But there's no like- Definitely. Yeah. Well, the, the word on the street in Boleyn is Coles, which is on um, Manningham Road, I think, which is, this yeah, is it's just the, this big car park mm-hmm. and there's a lot of oldies in Boleyn and the, the, the young'uns- one guy told me, local bloke, said, mate, park up the back. Those fucking people, they will scratch your car down close to the... I've, I've danced with the devil. I park down close every time. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen I to the it. young kid. No, I get it. And I haven't got a dint yet. But um, uh, <laughs> as, um, as restaurant, when I think about car parks, there's going to be restaurants in car parks, isn't there? Well, this is that's what's what, going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, there can't be putting hundreds of people indoors now. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at... I, I did see something this morning. It's the the car park companies are looking at giving or renting car park space. They'll probably get money off the governments to then have pop-up restaurants. Think about mm-hmm. all the car parks in, in Melbourne, CBD, that aren't full. And they're the ones that were stinging people for $95 for a day. I'm sure they've got money. I'm sure they're doing all right. But like it's rooftop, like, imagine like a yeah, rooftop oh. car parks. It wouldn't be great if you were sort of middle level indoor. You wouldn't be, that wouldn't be great. A bit fumey. No, nah, I think I think there's, uh, yeah, yeah. No, there's no cars there too. It's, they wouldn't be putting cars in there. Mm-hmm. There's just area for being able, to, being able to distance people. I think it will. I was thinking about it. I was like, the Melbourne CBD is sick. There is lots of cool car parks. Yeah. And oh, there's a car park. We filmed a the uh, maybe RMIT University in the, the city. The old Melbourne there's Jail. An, there's a, a a sick car park, I think. Yeah, in Carlton, there's an underground one that has. There's a f- actually. I'm going to look this up. There was a famous film, famous mm. movie filmed in Carlton car park. Filmed in Carlton car park. It was either the, the so that it was made famous by the a film, but also mm. by my stripping company that filmed a promo <laughs> video down there. Oh, great. Have you got a copy of that? I'd love to see it. I actually, I don't know if I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I do. Anyway, I'll find this, but there was some big 
big film that was shot underground. That's cool. Um, University of Melbourne. Gothic-like arches. Oh, yes. So it's got like these gothic-like arches. Is it close to Melbourne Jail? Uh, No. No? No. I wish I could show you this photo. But it's um, 1970s that was made. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specialised space and only under exceptional circumstances may be used for filming projects. I have no idea how we got it, but we did. And it's sick. What do you think the first – have you got on the list any places that you want to go to once we're allowed to? Um, What was I thinking about? Like, mate, just out for dinner. To be honest, anyway, Mexican cantina not, would be good. What about if we? Oh, that'd be fun. But I wonder if we'd. So, um, Mexican cantina is my favourite uh, Mexican restaurant. They're in Nary Warren. Yeah, uh, I will. Say, I will say the nostalgia is eighty percent of it for you because the food. No, the food. It's great. good, mate. It's, Are you going to no, tell me that's top end Mexican? No, no, but it's not meant to be top end. It's like um, <laughs> it's like hearty, delicious. You can book nine seven nine six six one nine nine. I remember the phone <laughs> number because I used to go there Look, so much. But how about this? I like it. I like it. But it, you're right. It's it's a special type of Mexican food. It's Tex-Mex. But the thing is, <laughs> so for my birthday, um, uh, mum contacted the owner, Arat, and said, hey, um, would love to get Mexican for, for Josh. And so with everything yeah. being sort of restricted and closed, they've said – that uh, they will as soon as they can. They're going to deliver to oh. um, to Roville, and we're going to get like when once things sort of sort of open up, and we can go to mum and yeah. dad's. We're going to have yeah. Mexican cantina. Oh, dude, I'm up. What is what's your family? Where do you go as a family for dinner? Oh no, we've just lost TJ's connection. This is the first time that it's he's, he's using the. There we go. I'm back in. I'm back. Yeah, I told I told you, isn't it? Like this is the as he. He's fucked it, hasn't he? It's not his fault. wonder if he's on Ethernet. I'm going to blow up if he's not on Ethernet. Let's see. Well, this is a disaster. Anyone else like Mexican food? There we go. He's connected. Oh, good day, TJ. Are you anyway. On, are you on Ethernet? Nah, I'm on that 100, 100 megabit no, up and Ethernet, down. Are you on Ethernet, though? Yeah, sorry. Yes, okay, yes. Right, good. Yes, it's yeah. answered that question. Uh, no, sorry about that. No, that's okay. That's all right. Um, great. It's, uh, sorry, I, I did yeah. cut out at a pretty uh, annoying time. I was asking, am I invited to that? That's what I was uh, asking. Yeah, maybe. It depends. Like, we'll just have to watch the numbers. And I just asked you, <laughs> what's, the restu- what's the restaurant that you go to as a family? Oh, oh, oh you, you know what? Veneto Club. Oh, yeah. Veneto Club in, in, uh, in, Bal- in, Bulleen. in Bulleen. That's great. Okay, great. Yeah, All right. uh, it's a daily talk show. Also, uh, Screenplay Sunday is happening. We've locked it in. Go on your favourite podcast app and search Screenplay Sunday. The first episode lands uh, on Sunday, this Sunday the 20th. So, uh, great. Enjoy the uh, the rest of your day, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Love you guys.